Welcome to Say Hi to Your Pets, the podcast about stuff. My name is Edmund. I hope the levels are okay. They look a little high, but I'm going to continue. Um, in this episode, I will be talking about Satoshi Kon's Paranoia Agent. But I will get to it towards the end of the episode. I have been listening to many episodes of Stuff You Should Know. It's a very popular podcast. Um, it's two gents named Josh and Chuck. I think that's their names. Um, they talk about random stuff and they go in depth for a, between 30, 40 minutes and an hour each episode. The subjects are pretty random. I'm sure you've heard of it. If um, if you're if you listen to podcasts, if you're into podcasts, I'm sure you've heard of it. It's very popular, and I'm enjoying it. It's a little, it's very G-rated for what I'm used to, especially loving "We'll See You in Hell." And the reason why I love uh, "We'll See You in Hell" is because they are two guys who are extremely depressed and down, constantly down on themselves and each other and the world. And they hate so many things. And I relate to that a lot. And Stuff You Should Know is, is almost like a bizarro will see you in hell. They're much more positive, uh, much more optimistic, G-rated. And I, I listened to a vaudeville episode and they, were, they mentioned... We're like the vaudeville of podcasts because they um, they don't curse on their podcasts. And I think that's because of the network they're on. They can't curse. But we'll see you in hell. They curse like mofos. My cat Lily is in the, behind me, scratching up all sorts of noise. Um, she also has a little bell. So if you hear a little bell, it's, it's not a ghost. It's Lily. Um, but I enjoy stuff you should know. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes they go on random tangents. Like at the beginning of one episode, they were like, did you see Mandy? And then Josh was like, I hated it. And I, it's fun, but the tangents are very short, short lived. And then they get back to the subject at hand. One thing I think is interesting is. I, I'm not, I don't think they do the research themselves. I'm not sure because they always reference someone else like according to Dave here or something like that or according to the article, but they never feel like they're reading, which I think is very impressive. I think that's a an interesting and a cool skill to have where you're constantly referencing something like a paper or an article or whatever but they never seem like they're reading. They keep it conversational, which is cool. Sometimes I already know that I'm, I'm going to burn out on the podcast because I, that's, I always do that. And sometimes my mind doesn't click. So like I start, I, I, I saw that they had a Millie Vanilli episode. I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. And I started it, and I just didn't... I wasn't into it. I don't know why. Ghost Town Podcast, hosted by Rebecca Lieb and... Jason Horton. Mind blanked for a second. 
they had a Milli Vanilli episode and I I thought it was interesting. I don't know. Sometimes my mind just doesn't latch onto it, latch onto the subject. Um, I, what I find interesting is they have true crime episodes. And I think it's weird because there are approximately 80 billion true crime podcasts out there. And the thing that makes them kind of unique is they go in depth on a weird kind seemingly uninteresting subject like the history of yo-yos or something. I'm sure they have one. Um, history of vaudeville, history of sitcoms. And they go kind of in depth and it's pretty interesting. And because there's 80 billion true crime podcasts out there, I don't know why they felt the need to probably to appeal to everyone. But it seems like a very family friendly podcast. And in a recent episode, it was the mysterious murder of Ken McElroy, I think. And they're ta- they're talking about like how this dude like raped and ch- and molested little children. And I don't know. I I did find that episode pretty interesting, and my mind my, my mind really latched onto that subject. I got excited. I was like telling my wife about it. I was like, there was this dude, this town. Oh, spoiler alert! This town totally murdered him. This town got away with murder. But anyway, um, check out stuff you should know if you want. Um, I'm going. I'm actually going back. I think when COVID hit you know, around March 2020. I think it's interesting to go back and listen to podcasts and see how it changed and how it people reacted to it. Like, We'll See You in Hell, obviously they were on opposite coasts and then they started Zooming even after Pat said he would never want to do a Zoom podcast, but they had to. And then they started talking about COVID and then um, on stuff you should know, I they just did a whole COVID nineteen um, episode. Which, by the way, COVID nineteen. I I don't think I I never really thought about it, but COVID nineteen stands for coronavirus disease two thousand nineteen. I guess I I've, I guess I figured nineteen meant two thousand nineteen, but I didn't know COVID meant coronavirus disease. Looks like Lily wants to exit the premises, so I will be right back. And I'm back. One thing I want uh, that's been on my mind lately is social media, of course. We're all on it. I am jealous, truly jealous of the people who are not on it. Um, I think we're all on it because we are playing this game of which we are all losers. And... Here's the thing that, I mean, so many things about social media bother me, but here's what's been bothering me lately. So, it it seems like everything is like, uh, on We'll See You in Hell, Joe calls it alarmist, alarmist news. Like everyone, the way people talk on social media, especially on like Twitter, is as if that world's going to end, you know, and and this kind of weird alarmist energy feeds off of each other and it gets exponentially weird and bad real fast and so like for for example when something really earth-shattering and really terrible happens like the hamas situation 
Obviously, that's terrible. Obviously. And we should do anything and everything we can do to help. Uh, honestly, we, sh we should. But then, two weeks later, it's, it's forgotten. And then they'll be, everyone will be talking about something new and innocuous in the same way as if the world is ending. Like, the example I, I keep thinking of is when the Fire elm Emblem... Is it Fire Emblem? Is that Fire Emblem? When Fire, when the new Fire Emblem game came out, came out, I've never played any of them. Like voice actors were coming out and being like, "I pre-ordered this from the special edition from GameStop," and I um, they canceled. I pre-ordered it five months before it came out, and now they say they ran out of stock and I can't get it. I am the lead voice actor in this game. And then people come out in support and hating on GameStop. Like, what the fuck, GameStop? And, and they are literally talking the, in the same alarmist manner as if it was another Hamas situation. You know what I mean? And that kind of thing is really weird to me and disgusting. And... If you see something with a lot of likes and replies and, and views and follows and whatever, it makes it seem like it's a big deal. And yes, is it unfair that the voice actor did not get this? Sure. And it is annoying. And is it a big deal? Sure. But why are we talking like, I don't know. It's it's really bothersome. It's annoying. It's disturbing. It's it's weird. It's a weird observance of human behavior. Um, I've done it too. Like like one time, I went to I bought tickets to see Star Wars: The Force Awakens, and I was semi excited to watch it. I bought the tickets. I am not a rich man, so tickets are expensive to me and I couldn't make it we we were in the car on the freeway and there was a big accident and we were stuck on the freeway and we missed it and I was really upset about it in the big scheme of things literally who cares literally who cares it doesn't matter there was a a mishap an accident on the freeway people were probably seriously hurt and injured and possibly dead but in my own selfish way in that moment i was just really upset that i couldn't that i lost money i lost time and i didn't get to see star wars uh, i did post about it actually um but just to my personal story which no one follows me um i don't know so we're all guilty of it, but it's just weird how human behavior plays out. And this new one, like I'm on LinkedIn. And I, I understand I have empathy and sympathy for these people, these gaming layoffs. And, but the way people speak about it, it's like, this is a disturbing time in our industry we must rally together and not abandon each other we must 
band together against a common evil. Like, this is the way people are talking about on LinkedIn. Um, and again, I, th I'm trying to... I get it, but at the same time, like... Like, what, what, what happened to the Hamas thing? And I'm no better, like... I, but I'm just... Why are people talking about people losing their jobs... As if it is this alarmist end of the new, end of the world thing. Maybe I shouldn't be comparing, you know, children being abused and raped and killed and, and beheaded and whatever, compared to layoffs. But but that's that's kind of my point. People are talking about mass layoffs in the gaming industry as if it is the end of the world, as if it is another Hamas thing. Same thing with this this voice actor is not getting the special edition of Fire Emblem. And then two weeks from now, dogs are barking. Two weeks from now, um, this might, might not be completely forgotten, but then there's going to be some other thing. And the way people rally around, it's it's strange to me. And then... I don't know. And then whatever is really super important today will be almost forgotten in two weeks. And there will be another thing. And it doesn't matter what it is, but people will be talking about it in an alarmist end of the world way. Look, I, I lost my job. I've, I've gotten fired. I've fired. I got fired from my job. It's terrible. And, uh, you know, at the... It affects your mental health. It, it is terrible, but I guess the way that people react to it and, and it's this—it's the social media aspect of it. I don't—I don't know if it's—I don't think it's good for any of us. And sure, like people do it because again, it's part of this game of which we are all losers. People do it because they think I—I I do it. Because in some sick, weird way, they think it might lead to a job or a connection that leads to a job. And that is the way the world is working now. So we all don't want to play this game, but we do. It's like we are all part of this weird virtual Hunger Games, Squid Games. Like, it's terrible. Um... Uh, let's. I, I just googled gaming news. I'm just gonna look at headlines because, again, my brain can't handle reading through an actual article. Inside Warner Brothers Games, big live services push and doubling down on DC, Game of Thrones, more franchises. I I should have filtered this before recording. Uh, that headline didn't interest me at all. I don't know why I, I even read it. Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth's layoff storyline feels too soon. Microsoft lays off 1,900 Activision, Blizzard, and Xbox employees. And look, I, I didn't mean to speak like it's not a big deal or it's, it's not troublesome. It is. I think I made my point clear. I hope I did. I probably didn't. Steam offers six free games to round off uh, Inero. 
let's see um unsung empires the cholas i don't know if that's uh, supposed to be racist or not the last of the summer tank mystery society two hidden puzzles combo card clashes prologue 77th the game test 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 um why why is stream offers steam offers six free games to round off january and then the next article is steam drops six free games for january you can download and keep now that's 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 the same article why why are you doing this um i don't know what that's about pal world I've I've only recently seen a few posts about Pal World. I don't really know anything about it other than its comparisons to Pokemon. Um, Pal World, Pokemon company to investigate copying claims. N Nintendo Switch games from four dollars in Epic January sale. Thirteen deals I'd buy now. Um, you got me. I'll click on this. Um, Nintendo Switch game. Oh wait quick links just came um quick links nintendo switch games from four dollars oh, now you're taking me to another these aren't four dollars this is 41.99 you lied to me internet why would, why would you do that? Is there a filter that says for, sort by... There's no price filter. What is going on? Um, Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen. Untitled Goose the Game. Now $9. That's not... You guys are... Liars. Um, Untitled Goose Game was 19, now 9. These aren't good deals. Um, there's like two games that are $4. Guys, I've been clickbaited. F fucking Tom's Guide clickbaited my ass. Stupid ass motherfucker. Um, a quick look back at three previously announced Blizzard games that got cancelled. Um, Warcraft Adventures, Lord of the Clans. The animation looks like... Excuse me, princess. Starcraft Ghost. That actually looked... That looked like it could have been cool. Um, I think they... Um, I think they incorporated it, or some of it, into um, that Nova expansion, which I, I kind of liked. It was pretty fun. Man, reading about StarCraft just makes me want to play the game. Uh, Titan. I don't know anything about that. Blizzard has canceled its unnamed, unnamed survival game as part of Microsoft's gaming layoffs. Look, do I regret what I said? No. I understand that it's a big deal. I understand 
it's a huge thing and it probably shouldn't have happened i i just don't like the i just don't like the behavior on social media the the way people talk about it or it's it's just weird and i i think that's the algorithm's fault because you know the algorithm feeds you what it thinks you will react to and apparently i clicked on enough see more or whatever that they think i want to read it and i'm i cared enough to to comment it on comment on it here so um I googled movie news. I'm sure there's going to be nothing. Oppenheimer critic says movies award season success marks troubling return to macho dad movies. Macho dad movies? Are they calling Cillian Murphy macho? Behind Netflix film chief's exit and what it means for streaming movies. Scott Stuber. Box office, The Beekeeper and Mean Girls both claim victory and uh, amid otherwise slow weekend. What 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 is, what is this Mean Girls? Is it a musical? Um uh, 2000 So they have Mean Girls 2004 American film. Mean Girls 2, a 2011 sequel. Mean Girls Musical, 2017. And then the new movie is just called Mean Girls. Again, um, it's a musical teen... Uh, so it's a musical teen comedy film from a screenplay by Tina Fey based on the Broadway musical. This is confusing. So there's two, there's three things called Amy, oh my God, called Mean Girls. Mean Girls, I already said it. I said it already. Why am I saying it again? Mean Girls, the first movie, Mean Girls, the musical, and now Mean Girls, the 2024 film. I, why are we doing this? I know Moana's in it. Um, if you look on if you look at Moana on Instagram now, she looks very different from Moana in 2017, which is the picture that they show in on Wikipedia. That's all I'll say about that. Dakota Johnson says it was absolutely psychotic to film Madam Web with a blue screen. I don't know if this is going to be good at all. What what the fuck is Madam Web? I don't know what that is. I don't know if it was a um a fan movie. Madam Web is an upcoming American superhero film based on Marvel Comics featuring the character of the same name. So it's a real movie. Dakota Johnson, is it related to Spider-Man? Um It is intended to be the fourth film in Sony's Spider-Man universe. Dakota Johnson as Madam Web, Sydney Sweeney as Spider Woman. Is Sydney Sweeney a good actress? Asking for a friend. 
Celeste O'Connor as Spider-Woman. I just... Isabella Merced as Aranya. Tahar Rahim as Ezekiel Sims. I don't... I don't... I have no idea what this is. Um, the SSU. Spider... Sony's Spider-Man Universe. A terrible abbreviation. Um... Just give me the movies. Venom. Venom, Let There Be Carnage, which I have not seen. Morbius, which I have not seen. Morbius was, by all accounts, terrible. But it, I'm glad to see they're continuing the franchise with... <laughs> three movies that are coming out in 2024. Madam Web. On Valentine's Day. Craven the Hunter. August 30th, 2024. Which I... That kind of looked like a fan film too. And Venom 3. November 2024. <laughs> the picture does not look good. Um, here are other films in development in the SSU. The Sinister Six. Night Watch, Jackpot, Untitled Roberto Orsi Project, Untitled Olivia Wilde Project, El Muerto, Untitled Hypno Hustler Film, Other Projects. There's literally something called Other Projects. Um, Silk Spider. I'm a pretty big Spider Man f fan. And the only thing I've heard of any of these was Sinister Six. Um, he was confirmed to also be directing the film in 2014. Jesus Christ. It's now 10 years later. Um, whatever. I'm at the 26 minute mark. I, I don't I don't know what else to say so let's I, I'm sure I'll go off on more tangents because my brain is scattered I've got some scattered pictures lying on my seventh floor paranoia agent let me preface this by saying I think Satoshi Khan is a genius can you call someone a genius because of one project? I think so. Perfect Blue is a an awesome movie and influential. And I already went I kinda went through it in a previous episode. I think it was called Um Perfect Blue versus uh Black Swan or something like that. Requiem for a dream, I don't know. And he has done other things besides Perfect Blue, but that's the only thing I've seen of Satoshi Kon. And I I own most of his stuff at this point. After I watched Perfect Blue, I, I have the Perfect Blue Blu-ray. I have the um, Millennium Actress Blu-ray, Tokyo Godfathers Blu-ray, Paprika Blu-ray. 
um, paranoid agent, you know, come holiday season 2023, my wife was like, what do you want for Christmas? And this, I listed this as one of my items that I wanted the Blu-ray series. And then shortly after I sent her a link to the steel book and I wish she got me the steel book, but she didn't. She got me the standard uh, Paranoia Agent 13 episode Blu-ray disc set. So I don't mean any disrespect to Satoshi Kon. I don't mean any disrespect to people who like Paranoia Agent or who love Satoshi Kon. I really, really did not like Paranoia Agent. Um, I, I, I did not, I, I did not like my experience watching the 13 episode series. I started watching it and you know, there's that brief period when you start watching something where you want to like it. You're like, this is Satoshi Kon. I'm excited. I am intrigued. I know nothing about this series. I am going in cold and I simply did not like it. I'm glad I don't have the steelbook uh, edition. Uh, I look, I, I, I know that Satoshi Kon doesn't make bad stuff. And I know some creators do make bad stuff, you know, like, I don't know, for some reason, Woody Allen comes to mind. He, he makes some really good stuff. And I haven't seen any of his bad stuff, but um, he makes some really good stuff. Annie Hall, um, Hannah and Her Sisters, da-da-da-da-da, the list goes on. And I'm sure he's made some bad stuff also. Um... Like Martin Scorsese, he makes Goodfellas, he makes Taxi Driver, Shutter Island. What's that movie? The Draft, um, the Infernal Affairs. Uh, oh boy, just The Departed. Why did I say drafted? I can't think of a bad movie he's done, but I'm sure it's out there. That was my point. A bad example, because I couldn't think of a bad movie he's made. So I don't... I, don't, I can't say this series was bad, but I really, di really did not like it. I'm just going to try to speak freely. And honestly, because that's what I appreciate about other people i appreciate honesty i appreciate free thinking and free speech and free speaking i just did not like this series uh in 2023 a steelbook packaging as a best buy exclusive was released <laughs> oh my god all right let let me say this there is no reason for Paranoia Agent to be compared to Cowboy Bebop. No reason at all. Except maybe because they are both anime. 
that's the only thing they have in common that I can think of off the top of my head. The only reason I feel that I want to, I, I feel compelled to compare the two is because my anime fandom and knowledge and experience really starts and ends with Cowboy Bebop. I go to I've I've been to Anime Expo once or twice actually uh twice once with my friend Juan many many years ago. It was the first con I went to, and it was really cool and fun. Except we bought a like a three day pass and that was way too much, really exhausting. By the third day, I wanted to tell him, buddy, I'm. I'm spent. I'm done. Um, I don't talk to Juan anymore. Not for any reason. We we, st- we still follow each other on Insta. We don't really talk. We share a birthday. But that experience actually is pr- is is the reason that me and my wife love going to cons. Um, it's an experience. It's fun. It's fun walking around, seeing the little things. My wife usually gets some Totoro stuff, like a bag or a shirt or earrings or whatever. We recently went to Anime Impulse, and the tradition continues. We we go to these things because it's fun. The culture is fun. Um, what was I talking about? Jesus Christ. Um anime expo oh so so cowboy bebop i i I love totoro my wife loves totoro i really like kiki's delivery service other than that i don't really i want to say i like anime but i don't really i don't really um i watched the first episode of chainsaw man yesterday i really liked it Um, i'm going to continue but other, uh, I really like Generator Gall, which was probably the second anime I watched after Cowboy Bebop. But I can't help but compare Cowboy Bebop to Paranoia Agent just because that's my reference point. So let's start with the opening theme. Oh my god. I hate... The opening theme to Paranoia Agent. I, 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 not just the opening theme. I hate the whole intro. And, and right off the bat, no pun intended. You're comparing this intro to to the one of the best. Again, I haven't seen most anime, but I would venture to guess it's ranked as one of the best intros to anything but the the seat belts yoko kano with tank all right everybody get this stuff together okay three two one let's go amazing intro right now you are comparing that to okay i got it pulled up Let's see if the mic's going to catch it. This, I, I hate the song. No offense to any creators of the, the, the creator of the song. 
Every time I think about it, I, I can't help but think of. I don't like the song. I don't like the the animation in the beginning. It's it's just these characters laughing. I don't understand it. I don't like it. And before I started every episode, I forgot about the beginning. And as soon as it started playing, I'd be like, oh, my eyes were rolling. I'm like, oh my god. I have to watch this. I have to listen to this and watch this. I hate it. It puts me in a bad mood. And it's setting me up for a bad mood going into watching this new episode of Paranoid Agent. So I'm already like, ugh. And again, you're comparing that to three, two, one, let's go. Um, let me look at the episode list of Paranoia Agent. Um, the first, hold on, let me see. The first four episodes of this anime, it just, uh, it just deals with this mysterious shonen bat character that um for some reason translates to little little slugger in english i don't know how that works but there you go so basically you have a character who says that they were attacked by this mysterious person this mysterious kid and the way they describe this kid is he's a kid elementary school aged kid i think on golden rollerblades with a, a a dented golden bat and they were attacked that's how episode one goes out that's how episode two goes out episode three Episode 4. Each episode is a different character. I was so checked out by each episode. I didn't care. And, you know, looking at the Wikipedia page of, of Paranoia Agent, I'm looking at the reception. Charles Solomon from NPR says Paranoia Agent may frustrate viewers who expect a straightforward narrative, but it's a disturbing, highly original work from a talented filmmaker. So here's, I, again, I, I can't help but compare to Cabo Bebop, but one thing that really struck out to me about Paranoia Agent is that there's no recurring characters. And I think after watching the whole thing, obviously the obvious argument to that is like, yes, they are. There are the two cops, the lead detective and his partner or whatever. Those two cops, I, I, I couldn't remember their names. I, I wouldn't be even be ready to call them recurring characters after four episodes. And then you're, I'm comparing that to Spike Jet. Faye, Ed, Ein. You know what I mean? There's no character to latch onto in these four episodes. 
And the first four episodes to me were like the same thing. You focus on one character. And they all des- they all describe the same it was a kid on golden skate on old golden blades, golden skates with a bat and he attacked me. First four episodes really boring. Disconnected. The characters are seemingly connected in some vague, uninteresting, unintriguing way. And I again I was so checked out and so did not care. Episode five by the end of episode four, they were like, seemingly they caught the, the kid. Oh, we, we caught the kid. It, it, we He's just this kid on Rollerblade. So at the ep- so at the start of episode five, it's like, okay, now we're going to change direction. We're going to change trajectory. Episode five, I couldn't believe was worse than the previous four. Because the kid is not the actual culprit. He's just this kid who thinks that he's in a role-playing game. So this episode was, I think, mainly played for laughs. I was not laughing in the slightest. And he sees everything in a role-playing game. So everyone has, like, stats and da-da-da-da-da-da. And he sees everyone as a villain. He's like, no, I I attacked this person because he's the villain. And he was going to lead me to this villain. And I attacked this. Da, da, da. So he's just a kid with issues. I hated that episode. Didn't find it interesting or compelling at all. Possibly the worst episode of the, the whole thing. I'm not sure. Um, I have to look at the description for episode 6. Because it says fear of a direct hit. I don't even rem- remember what happened. Um, Oh, this is the episode where... This was the first one where I was like really trying to get into the anime. Like, come on, give me something to latch on to. This episode was the first time I thought there was something interesting because it focuses on this young girl and this young girl loved her father. And it shows her loving her father. She's really doting on her father. And then she like goes away for college. And the, like the guy, the, the the dad set up a house for her, or what? I don't I don't know the details, but and then she realizes that on the ca- on the computer there are pictures of her undressing, and there was a hidden camera in the house. So she obviously sees this as a betrayal of her father, and then she ends up getting attacked by little slugger shonen bat. That was the first time I was like, okay, that's disturbing. That's gross. That's disgusting but it at at least made me feel something i'm like ew okay maybe this anime is going somewhere maybe it's going somewhere interesting not really but i did find that moment kind of like just real gross and effective because it made me feel something episode seven is called mhz megahertz maybe um I think that one visually it was kind of interesting it kind of was cool I I can barely remember what happened in the episode except it showed um the partner cop he is like I guess obsessed with I don't, I can't even explain it now I will fully admit that 
I was checked out of this anime. Was I looking at my phone? Yes, because I couldn't help it because I was so bored and checked out from this anime. So if a lot of it went over my head, I fully admit, yes, because my attention span is shit and I wasn't into the anime. So they, they keep panning to this guy who's like, he has a bunch of like, like whatever, like technology in this secret room, like radios and satellites and weird detectors and stuff. And I believe it's the partner officer. And he's trying to figure out what's happening. Again, I think visually it was kind of cool, interesting things, but I barely remember what happened. Episode 8. This was another frustrating thing. This was kind of an interesting episode, but I didn't know how it... I don't know how it tied into the rest of the anime. This episode was interesting because there's these three characters who... An old man, a young man, and a little girl who they knew each other online. It was the first time they were meeting in person, and they vowed to commit suicide together. And, but throughout the episode, it's all like slapsticky humor, like with the music and like physical comedy. But, and I, I like that because it's, that's my kind of humor, like dealing with humor with a, a, a serious issue, a serious topic like suicide. But I don't, I don't understand why how this episode time I might rewatch this episode because it was kind of interesting and I saw I briefly saw that there was a theory that did they kill themselves at one point and because of the rest the rest of the episode was different from the previous blah, 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 blah. I just don't know how this episode ties into the whole thing and this is episode 8 so at this point we're more than halfway done with the series episode eight and i'm still lost as ever I, I i just don't get it i don't understand this anime episode nine is etc oh my god four housewives share stories that they have heard about little slugger um, I, I barely remember watching this episode. Again, everyone's obsessed with this little slugger. I'm like, this isn't even an interesting character. Um, uh, I don't know that when I was reading Four Housewives, I, I honestly barely remember like that barely registered as... I barely watched that episode. Episode 10. Melo Maromi. Maromi. Melo Maromi. Um, oh my god. This is the one where it kept freeze framing. And then Maromi was like introducing everyone. This is the production animator. She da 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 da. I hated that. Um... Number 11, no entry. It's it's like this construction worker. And then it, the reveal is that he's... Or he's a security guard. And 
the reveal is that he um it's actually the the cop <sighs> number episode 12 is radar man episode 13 final episode <sighs> i i, I want to see if i could um paranoia agent tiktok Okay, so well, here's one. Uh, nope, nope. Stop playing. Stop playing. Stop playing. Nope. Oh my God! Stop! How do I stop this? How? How do I? Oh my! Stop! <sighs> okay. So the there's this TikTok video. By an account HBCU Anime. The 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 video is fifteen seconds. Basically, all he does is say, "Do you remember Paranoid Agent?" That that's basically the video. Is the video useless? Yeah, kind of. But. Um. It did generate some interesting conversation. So look, here is the the top comment or one of the top comments by Shrooms Fairy. By the way, why, when did they start showing TikTok videos on the news? I think that's when I realized that this is the end of humanity. This is the end of society. This is the end of culture. The weird thing is they show the TikTok video and they, they don't even, they barely comment on it. Like, this isn't news. You're not reporting anything. You're just playing a TikTok video. What What is this? I just passed the 50-minute mark, so I, I got I to gotta wrap this up. So Shroom's Fairy commented, people so stressed out and anxious end up delirious and start blaming, quote, the paranoia agent, quote, as a method of coping instead of resolving their issues. Shroom's Fairy replied, once every one of them dealt with their problems, quote, the paranoia agent magically disappears, end quote. Kami replied, amazing analysis, most people don't get it. So that's, this statement actually helped me understand the series. People so stressed out and anxious end up delirious and start blaming the paranoia agent as a method of coping instead of resolving their issues. Once every one of them dealt with their problems, the paranoia agent magically disappears. Terence Jordan commented i still don't understand a single thing about this anime that i am in that boat i am in that boat a yo squared said spoilers psychology people wanted to believe they were being attacked because a made-up story um Ruru says, Paranoia Agent is a work of art. Oh my gosh. Don't diss little slugger like that, bro. 
I forced myself to watch it all because I thought it'd get good, but it didn't. I watched one episode and never picked it up again. Um, that intro gave me heart attacks. Um, Satoshi Khan was good at making things not make sense, but also making it really interesting. Nobody liked that comment. I just want to point out nobody liked that comment or hearted it. I used to think this was Tokyo Ghoul. I used to like literally being so paranoid and I watched like, I think, a scene. It's a really good anime. Highly recommend. That got three hearts, to be fair. That got three hearts. This show flew over my head. That's I'm in that boat. Uh, I loved it. That last episode was crazy. Um, <sighs> will I rewatch Paranoia Agent? Definitely not anytime soon. I might rewatch episode eight just to, to, to see maybe I missed something. Here, here's the thing. Spoiler alert. At the end of the series, they reveal that, oh, the, the girl, she, um, she had a traumatic experience as a child. She was walking her dog, and then the, she let go of the leash. The dog ended up getting ran over by a car, and she, she was so upset and distraught and she was scared that her dad was going to punish her. So she made up a story about, oh, this kid on roller on skates and a bat um, attacked me. So I let go of the leash and then that's why Maromi died or whatever. And then now she's a grown up. And she created this dog character, Maromi. And everyone is watching Maromi, the dog character. Everyone is mesmerized. But Maromi is, I guess, tied to... You can't have Maromi without this... You can't have the memory of Maromi without the trauma that she created with this little slugger character. So everyone is all who watches who consumes Maromi content is also affected by this little slugger uh, is it this is this connecting with anyone so basically at the end the big reveal is it was all in her head which that's been done 80 billion times i'm sorry satoshi khan rest in peace we all love you and respect you but that is not a novel idea. That's not a... Maybe the the way he went about it was interesting. I didn't think it was interesting, but it was definitely non-traditional, non-conventional. Um, I just... I don't know. I, I, I consume things for the purpose... Uh, I, I'm also very dumb and I get dumber all the time because I'm getting older and social media is 
killing my brain. But I consume things to escape real life. I, I guess that's kind of part of the theme too, coincidentally. But this anime did not allow me to escape real life. I found it an irritating, frustrating watch. Um, I wasn't watching it and enjoying my time in this world. I was just like, what does this mean? What are the... What, what, why, why does, why is this happening? I just really didn't understand anything about this anime. Um, and TikTok is annoying as fuck, but if it takes comments of a TikTok video to help me understand it, then so be it. Um, I don't, I don't have any plans on rewatching it anytime soon, but I, Thumbs down. Thumbs real down. I did not like it. I did not like it. Um, next episode is probably going to be Oppenheimer. I watched Oppenheimer. Spoiler alert. So we'll get that. We'll get to that in the next episode. My wife and I started watching Beef, and we were we were really enjoying it. I've never seen anything with Ellie Wong in it, but she was great, and Steven Yoon is great. I've only seen him in Beef and Walking Dead, and they're both great. So I'll probably make an episode on that, maybe, depending on when I'll f we'll finish it. Um, that's all I got. I hope you are well. Uh, I hope I didn't offend anyone by the talking callously about the layoffs, but it's not the, it's, I am empathetic. I just, I just think it's weird. Human behavior is weird. Um, please take care of each other, support each other. Don't abandon each other to the wolves. Take care of yourselves. Thank you for listening and say hi to your pets for me.